Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast and it could very well be the last football podcast for the season. It's very sad, very sad. But it's a juicy episode nonetheless so uh, nothing to be sad about. Um, Just myself and Paul this week. Uh, but we still get into the news and the previews and the reviews and all of the good stuff. I even have another crack at beating the jock. So yeah, if you're checking us out on YouTube, fantastic. If you're a YouTube subscriber, even better. If you just like listening, that's fine. Uh, if you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, that would be super, super cool. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Riverside Roundup. Right, it's that time of the week again. It's uh, Toenail Clipper Cast. With uh, with myself, Big Toe McGraw, and uh, the the toenail master, Paul, could it like it's hot Williams? Wait, that's not that's not why we're here at all. It it is that time of the week though, and it is uh, as as Paul will tell you in a minute, uh, a, a particular podcast that may. Or may not be going into hiatus soon. So, Paul, what is that podcast? Well, Andrew, my, my well, you ask uh, is um, another enthralling weekly episode of um, the Riverside Roundup, Yorkshire's premier championship-based football roundup podcast. Fantastic. Obviously, for the people watching on YouTube, they'll be confused as over the last couple of weeks there's been what could not be described as a semi permanent guest host. Semi professional guest host. And he's very much conspicuous by his absence. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's not getting amongst it today. It's old, uh, old SW. I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to point it out at the time, but he very much uh, shut that down, didn't he? He was like, uh, "Screw you guys, I'm going home." Sort of situation. Um, you know, it's the it's the prerogative of a guest host, I believe. Can just flit in and flit out as you see fit. He'll be listening to this now, being like, "I absolutely didn't get an invite, so I just you know presumed my services were no longer required." Well, it's the end of the season, isn't it? So, you know, we, uh, like, you, like you said, we're winding it down. This will potentially, uh, potentially be the last one of the, uh, of the series. So, might go dark for the next couple of, uh, of months, so to speak. It's, it's a weird time. Like, you'd think I'd be used to it with, like, you know, the... The, the the anomaly that is the NFL podcast where it's just like I'm here, I'm here for a minute and then I'm gone 
for a long time. But I never quite get used to a, a podcast, a weekly podcast that, that's not weekly anymore. I'll be here next, you know, next next uh, Wednesday. I'll be sitting here like, what are we doing then? <laughs> oh my word, what will I do with my evening? It's absolutely time to take up crochet. Said nobody ever. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff you could do, like just order and drink more non-alcoholic beers. Yes, you, you see, you say that, but I don't think that's possible because I order and drink a lot of non-alcoholic beers. So, I nearly had a, uh, I nearly had a breakfast beer the other day just for the sheer hell of it. Just like, yeah, I'd never do this when I was like drinking. Um, let's move on from that statement, shall we? Anyway, yes. anyway, that's not why we're here. We're not talk. We're not here to talk about my shortcomings as a human being. We're here to talk about football shortcomings as a sport. Usually, um. We have a very slick, very polished, very meticulous. That's the one. See, that's why you get paid the big bucks. I'm just, I'm just here looking pretty. Um, we have an amazing format here at the Riverside Roundup, and the format leads us all the way through, and it starts in one place and ends in another. And the way it starts is uh, we cast our eyes back over the last seven days at the football world. What's going on? The ins, the outs. In a segment we call This Week in Football. Now, with it being the end of the season-ish, I can't imagine there's a massive amount going on. But... I have a feeling that that might not be true. So, what's happened in the last week in the football world? Well, from a championship perspective, the big story... Let me let me back up slightly. So, obviously, we'll get on to the, the results mm. slightly later on the podcast. But I am going to have to skip forward slightly. Um, so the big, the big championship news story is um, that Derby County um, <laughs> so we covered it on the podcast last week. They were playing Sheffield Wednesday last game of the season knowing that all they had to do was better um, equal or better Rotherham's result and they knew they would be safe um, the game was very very entertaining not so much in the first half but they were 1-0 down at half time to Sheffield Wednesday um, and then in the second half they ended up getting it back to 1-0 I think they went 2-1 ahead um, the game went 3-2 down 
So they went 3-2 to Sheffield Wednesday. And they got something like a 77th minute penalty to equalise. And that ended up being good enough as Rotherham conceded a heartbreaking 85th, 86th minute equaliser away at Cardiff, which sadly put Rotherham down and kept Derby County in the division. Um, what we didn't see was that the Rotherham goal was very early and um, very much connected with the podcast. Was it a hashtag casual wingy banger? Indeed it was. So, Middlesbrough player almost getting his, uh, you know, getting his just desserts and you know his his his, his reward for for smashing in a goal. But yeah, sadly it wasn't meant to be. So um, uh, and obviously we'll come on to it later. But Wickham sadly didn't get the thirteen goal swing they needed. No, in the game against Middlesbrough, oh. despite their best efforts. Um, so they were also consigned to relegation along with Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham. Now. Um. Where this comes in is that um, I will read directly from the Sky Sports app. Derby faced the possibility of being deducted points after the EFL won its appeal over the club's breaching of financial fair play rules. The EFL is pushing for any sanctions against Derby, who narrowly avoided relegation to League One on the final day of the Championship season, to be determined as soon as possible after finding the club in breach of profit and sustainability regulations. It is not clear; it is not yet clear whether any punishment would be applied to this season or next, as the EFL said there was no definitive timescale for proceedings. So obviously that just means that the EFL is looking to take action against Derby for this breach of financial fair play regulations. Um... Examples from teams that have done it in the past would be the six-point deduction that Sheffield Wednesday ended up with this season that's just been finished. It started off of the season. It started off the start of the season as a twelve-point deduction, but was then reduced to six, and that six points ended up being enough to get Sheffield Wednesday relegated. Um, another team that uh, is a case in point is. Macclesfield Town they stayed up last season um, but were retrospectively relegated because of a point deduction that was added as a as a um, as a byproduct of their um, fair play financial fair play breach I suppose so at this time, no one's entirely certain what the what the upshot of it's going to be, but it could end up that either Derby County get the points deduction applied to this season and they'll end up relegated. They get the points deduction applied to next season and they'll just start the season off with... Minus, minus 6, minus 12, minus 10, minus whatever points deduction and they'll just have to start from even further behind the eight ball than they already are. So, yeah, at this point, no one really knows what's going on, so we just have to sort of watch this space, really. Indeed. Um, yeah, a lot of information there as far as uh, the upcoming results uh, and the absolute score fest that we've got coming up. Um, 
Anything else happening in or happened in the last week? Um, so it wasn't. It's not championship related, but it is football related. So can't. Um, Manchester City have successfully regained the Premier League title um, after Man United lost last night against Leicester. So um, it means that Man City are now uncatchable in the uh, race for the championship. Um, so Man City are the champions of England once again. Um, so about it. Oh, and they've uh, they've had to move the location of the Champions League final. So originally, the Champions League final for the past two years should have been played in Turkey. Um, obviously, last year's final couldn't be played at the at the original scheduled time because of everything that was happening with the COVID outbreak. So that was moved. That was moved to I think it was definitely Germany. I can't remember if it was maybe Stuttgart or Frankfurt or something like that that ended up hosting the Champions League final. So as a as like a do over, Turkey was given this year's final instead. Um, the fact that two English teams got to the final, I think, has kind of forced UEFA's hand. Because Turkey is currently on the red, um, the red list for UK travel, so any Chelsea or Manchester City fans that would have wanted to go to the final wouldn't have been able, wouldn't have been able to do so. Um, so it's, it's been agreed that Portugal isn't on the red list. I think it's on the I don't know if it's on the green list, but it's certainly on the amber list at, at worst. Um, so there'll just be a small period of quarantine potentially when the when the fans come back, um, and I would imagine we're looking at maybe ten to twenty thousand people um, to go. So let's have a look. The capacity at the Estadio de Dragao, which is Porto's stadium in Portugal, is the capacity at the Estadio de Dragao is fifty thousand. And UEFA is in talks with the Portuguese government to allow 20,000 people to attend the final. That would mean up to 6,000 tickets for fans of each club. So Chelsea fans and Man City fans may end up with 6,000 tickets. And then the other 8,000 will go to club UEFA members, the Hoi Polloi, etc, etc. Um, and yeah, so fingers crossed we should be dealing with about 20,000 to uh, go to the final. Nice. Other than that, not a great deal. Has happened. Other than the end of the season. <coughs> that thing in it, you know, when it winding down the uh there's not not a lot going on I suppose, so So that then brings us to uh, last week's predictions. As Paul correctly pointed out, we did have our uh, guest host last week in the form of uh, Stuart Woodmancy, uh, but he exhausted himself recording uh, a lovely wrestling podcast this week, uh, and he was uh, 
basically, you know, when they used to carry James Brown off the stage with like a, a coat over him and 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 that that's that's how Stu left the uh, the the wrestling podcast recording, uh, and however, he did leave us uh, his predictions, um, so yeah, obviously. We will be uh, trying to work out how to spend the £3,824 that we won this week. Um, obviously, as we all know, uh, in my contract it is uh, a stipulation any money won has to be spent on drugs and hookers. So, uh, there's that. First game of the week that we need to talk about was Middlesbrough. No surprises there. Going up against already mentioned Wickham Wanderers now then something that I was going to bring up with you sir I don't know whether it is because uh, because of the podcast um, you know or it's because I've got uh, your good self on Facebook I can't tell you what but I now get um, all the Middlesbrough news all the Middlesbrough Football Club news and uh, whew, sounded feisty in the Middlesbrough camp in the last week. Whew. There was some, there was some talk of smacked bottoms for sure. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, so uh, so let's not let's not beat around the bush. What was the score in the Middlesbrough Wickham Wanderers game? Um, it, it wasn't great. It very much had the flavour of an end-of-season nature to it. Um, so, yeah, it, it, sadly, it ended Middlesbrough nil. <coughs> Wickham three. Which you correctly... Never mind. Um, <coughs> so... When it came to doing the book this week, my job was very, very easy. I didn't have to write a lot down, let's put it that way. For example, nobody of the three of us predicted uh, a Wickham uh, win in any way, shape or form. Uh, And nobody predicted a single Wickham goal, which means, that's right, I didn't have to check any of the names off. Um... I think I think we kind of get where this is going, but for the lovely people at home, Paul, can you tell us the name of names of the three goal scorers? Indeed, there were goals for each of Fred Onyedinma, Gareth McCleary, and Jason McCarthy. Honestly, when I was writing it down, I was like, why wouldn't they just put? that he scored two. Oh wait no it's a different person with a very similar name yes it was it was uh, a 3-0 Wickham Wanderers win uh, Paul predicted 3-0 to the borough me and Stu were in sync across the airwaves uh, we had uh, both had a 1-0 win for the borough uh, different goal scorers so if you keep in score not a single point taken out of that game at all. But it's fine because we've got two 
other games to sort of talk about. Again, we've already sort of given you a little taste, a little preempt of what's coming down the pipeline here, because we've got Derby County versus Sheffield Wednesday. We already know the way the score went. Any long-time listener of uh, any of the football podcasts will be casting their mind back now, being like, hmm, hmm. Pretty sure you boys had uh, Sheffield Wednesday to win this. <sighs> yeah. So nobody got it's it's fine it's fine nobody got any points for for scores because it was a draw three three draw nobody got any points for the scores but it's fine because we predicted a lot of goal scorers who scored the six goals in this game so there were two goals for Martin Waghorn of Derby. There was also a third goal for Derby scored by former Middlesbrough loanee Patrick Roberts. Indeed. Now we didn't need to worry about that because nobody predicted a single Derby County goal, so we didn't care about those. What we did care about is the three goals scored from Sheffield Wednesday's side of the pitch. Who scored those goals? Those goals were scored by in no particular order, but a very, very particular order. The order that the goals were scored in. Correct. Sam Hutchinson. Callum Patterson. And Julian Burner. How's that, how's, how's that written down? Uh... Well, it's spelled B-O-R-N-E-R, but there is an umlaut over the O, so I'm going to say it as an uh, Nah, I've written it down, let's put it that way. Um, anybody that remembers casting their mind back like, hmm, 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 yes, not a single one of those people was predicted to score a goal. So, two games in, not a single point scored so far. This is what the people tune in for. The knowledge and guiding light that we provide week in, week out, So, because we had a guest host, uh, we had a guest game. Because, uh, as Mister Mister Stew's uh, mighty Hull City have uh, have made their way up, 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 they've been promoted. Uh, but we we were still dealing with their now previous division, uh, Charlton Athletic versus Hull City. Uh, we all had a go at predicting some scores here. Um, some of us were completely wrong. And some of us were a little bit right. Let's find out. Uh, what was the score in this game, if you will, sir? The score in this one, Andrew, finished. Charlton won Hull City. Nil. Yeah, this was this was one of those situations where I personally should have absolutely listened to Stu with his uh, with his thinking on this one. Um, I was the only one that went with a a 
Hull City dominant victory with a with a three nil. So uh, yeah, no no points for score, no points for goal scorer. Um, Paul, you went with a Charlton win, and Stu did as well. Not quite the correct score, but still points on the board. Uh, the goal was scored by. So, even though it was a 1-0 to Charlton, it was actually a scored by a Hull City man. It was a Jacob Greaves' own goal. So, here's the, here's the kicker. Because the only person who could have then taken a point for the goal scorer would have been me. Because I'm the only person that predicted goals for Hull. Obviously, I didn't predict that goal scorer. So... Uh, so, three games, a multitude of goals predicted, a multitude of goal scorers predicted, and the week finishes with a draw between Paul and Stu with their one point apiece. If Stu was here now, I would make you do a tiebreaker, which would be some kind of virtual arm wrestle. Um, Probably. So, who do I see about getting my three thousand uh, pounds? A psychiatrist, maybe. So, games are done. Games are gone. No games. Uh, but we don't like to leave you hanging. We don't like to like for you to think that we're not there for you, because you know. Week in, week out, we're there with all the correct predictions. So, we thought we'd spice things up a bit. And, uh, Paul, tell these lovely people what they could win. Well, back in around January, we did start covering the FA Cup game. Obviously, this was because Middlesbrough had a third round game against Brentford. Took me a while to remember that one. Then. So they had the third round game against Brentford. They were defeated by Brentford. And to maintain interest, shall we say, in the competition, we decided that we would follow Brentford through the remainder of the competition until they were knocked out by someone and then we would take over with that team and follow them through the competition until the final, thus maintaining a slight interest in the uh, in the competition as a whole. Um, at some point, I can't remember the exact round, but Brentford were knocked out of the cup by Leicester City. Therefore, Leicester was the team we would follow for the remainder of the, tro- of the, of the tournament. Uh, now... We did a little bit of a disservice to this as when it was the FA Cup semi-final weekend we completely missed this as there was middles as there were Middlesbrough games to cover. So we kind of shafted ourselves a bit there really because we actually missed the FA Cup semi-final which were between Manchester City and Chelsea and Leicester and Southampton. And uh, Leicester and Chelsea prevailed to set up a FA Cup final this Saturday to date this, the 15th of May 
between those two sides. So obviously, we will now be predicting the Chelsea versus Leicester FA Cup final that is to be played on Saturday the 15th of May. Correct, Amanda. So, we also get to play the fun game of I've already put down what I think is going to happen and written a load of people down that play play for these teams and you get to tell me whether they in fact do play for these teams. It's a lovely game. We like to play more often than not. Um, do you want to go first or second is the shortest uh, so you've, I'm assuming that means that you've made your selection. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I will go first. How's about that? Do it. I will go Leicester to win 2-1. Interesting. 2-1 or 1-2 for the book. Okay. Goal scorers. So, as we don't have a second game to bump up the, uh, the betting odds as we would normally, we're going to put on a scorecast bet for this so we're going to back the first goal scorer and the correct score for the game so I will go for the Leicester scores to be Kalechi Iheanacho okay. and Jim Vardy okay I feel confident with one of my picks, let's put it that way. Interesting. Interesting. For Chelsea? For Chelsea? I will go for Mason Mount. Mm -mm. Okay. Now I'm liking this. And the reason I'm liking this is because I feel we've just increased our chances of cashing in here because I have gone with the complete opposite. Right. I have gone Chelsea to win 2-1. I've got Abraham and Werner to score for Chelsea. And I've got Vardy to score for Leicester. So who do you think will score first? Vardy. Mark it down. Interesting. So you think Chelsea will go 1-0 down but come back to win the game? I do. Interesting. So, Andrew. What that does, from an odds perspective... Mm, it's very odd. 
just find the uh, the two. So, my Kalechi and Acho to score first and Leicester to win 2-1 is 45-1. to Not bad. Your Jamie Vardy to score first and Chelsea to win 2-1 is 70-1. to mm. I like it. So, there we have it, ladies and gents. Just the one game this week. Just the one set of predictions. But big money to play for. It's always big money to play for. So, as I said previously, and as I say every single week, uh, we have a real tight format for this bad boy. And uh, one of the segments we have, that sliding towards the end of the podcast, um... There is literally nothing that Paul doesn't know about football. If you ever meet him in the street, I encourage you to ask him anything, literally anything about football. And he will tell you the answer. He will then tell you why your question is wrong and tell you the question you should have asked whilst also commenting what the weather was at the point in time that said thing happened but i don't let that deter me from week in week out trying my damnedest to take down the tyrant now here's the thing it's potentially one of if not the last chance to do this so i've had a it's not smallest stadium question before you even get and it's also not a who am I mm. but I've had this question ticking away and I'm I, I, there was part of me that's like it's too easy it's too easy it's too easy and then I, the each week goes past and I look at it I'm like is it yes is the answer but one of these days gadget one of these days there's going to be a question and I think it'll be like well, it's too easy and I'll ask it and you'll be like, ooh, ooh. So, today could be the day. Let's find out. Also, just to make it extra specially difficult, I made sure the question had a load of words in it that I can't read. If you're ready, I will furnish you with this week's Beat the Jock question. Oh, I forgot, yeah, this, this segment's called Beat the Jock. Here we go. After Juventus, AC Milan, and Inter, with nine. That's good detail. That's it. That's the one. Which team has won the most Syria A titles? So, your question. After Juventus, AC Milan and Inter with nine Scudettios. Scudettios. Which team has won the most Syria A titles? Syria A titles? A titles? One question. 
one answer. Can I finish the season strong by beating the jock? Taking down the titan of football knowledge. Now, if I have a, if I have a weakness, it's, it's definitely continental European football. I am liking the sound of this already. However, I'm not fooled. I am no fool. I've been I've been in this position before. I need a big clock. I need, I should I should put you on I should put you on a time limit. It should be like a, a ready to grumble, but a, a beat the jock. Yeah, a, it should, a it beat should be really the should jock be. clock. It it oh, practically oh. writes itself. Come jock on! Clock. It's all about the jock clock. You've got you've got to. So that is that is your task between now and the start of next season. You've got until August, Andrew, to sort yourself out a jock clock. I can only I can only beat, picture what that will look like. Beat the jock clock. Um, I'm just going to have to guess and there's a couple of things I think it well obviously there's there's more than a couple of things it could be because there's all the other Italian based sides um, I am going to have to press you for an answer I'll, I'll guess at Roma So don't tell me. That is not the answer I have here. I'm afraid. So, I I think I think I'll I think I'll get there eventually. But I like now this is this this creates like a, sub, a sub question of how many teams am I have to cycle through to get to the correct answer? Um, Genoa is the correct answer. Really? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know whether because like Genoa haven't won it for ages. They, 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 I honestly don't know when the last time they won it was. But I didn't think that Roma had been that successful. And like something in the back of my head just said that Genoa might have been it. But yeah. Well played, Andrew. Well played. Although I have now, I have now. Sort of, you know, showing you my weakness. So I'm, I'm assuming that these questions. Every single, every single <laughs> question next season is going to be like. <sighs> Let's just make a whistle stop tour across Europe for these questions. Yeah. I'm just going to well, quickly check on Amazon for uh, books on European football. It's all right. I've got I've got a backlog of uh, of four four two magazines that I need to read through. So. I'm assuming that there'll be a fair amount of stuff covered in there. So, what we are, what we have here is potentially the final one of the season. I feel I feel it unfair to leave these wonderful people hanging, not knowing what the score in the cup final is. Um, but maybe, maybe we do that through some kind of social media blast. Might even run a competition. I'm sure we can put we can put something together. We can we can maybe do like a wait for wait for the FA Cup final to be done and then do a cup we can just do a cup roundup. We'll do the 
and we'll, we'll predict the Europa League and Champions League finals in a podcast and then then we'll do a, a big wrap up pod interesting very interesting so whilst I uh, whilst I wait for your internet to catch up and hope that you absolutely don't drop off no he's there that's f- uh, oh no it's me <gasps> it's me Paul with his new swanky internet that is that is ex- I, didn't, I didn't think I didn't think it was me I was like that is exactly the same as mine but it's clearly a lot better um, so the final segment um, is, is as as it always is it's it's the any other business um, so it's the last the last bit obviously if this is the last episode of the season you know it is one of those that I it, I do get a little sad when when long running podcasts end I do wonder what I will do in my time um, but you know then I have crazy ideas about crazy other podcasts that may or may not come to fruition um, but it does give me the opportunity to thank anybody that's taken the time out to listen or indeed watch along with us as we've ridden through this season with its highs and its lows and its just weird weirdness. Um, so it's goodbye from me and uh, and it's goodbye from him. Thank you very much for joining us week in, week out. If indeed you are joining us week in, week out. Or if it's your first time, well, hey, you got a lot of catching up to do. So uh, until next time, whenever that might be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say bye. Doodle pip. There we go, you see. Right, thank you very much. And we'll catch you around. So there you go, what do you think to that? That's that one done. Possibly that's that one for the season. We will see. Um, nothing to fret about, nothing to be sad about. And if worse comes to worse, you can always go back and listen to the whole season again. Why not? If you are watching us on YouTube, big thank you to you. And if you're a YouTube subscriber, give yourself a high five. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, do subscribe because it's a big help to us. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I will see you then. Bye.